In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. One week ago today, we heard such a precious story about the birth of Jesus. Mary and Joseph cuddling their baby, placing him in a manger. The angels, the shepherds, such a warm story. It brings us comfort and cheer. Today, however, the evangelist Matthew brings us back to a harsh reality and tells us exactly what kind of world Jesus was born into. It's a different picture than Luke tells us about. A world of jealousy, a world of hate, a world of sorrow, and a world of deception. A world of anger and a world of inconvenience, a world of trouble, a world of fear. In other words, your world and mine. The fruit of sin we see every day. The sin continues to make this world a different place than it was ever created to be. We could call these fruits that hang off the tree of knowledge of good and evil that tempt us still today, fruits that look good and tasty, just what we need, but once we sink our teeth into them, it produces nothing but evil and bitterness and strife and sadness and death. We all know it. Think about it. When was the last time that you exploded in anger? Did it really solve the problem? The last time you see the hatred, did it make things better? The last time you burned with jealousy, did you really get what you wanted? The last time you stewed in resentment, did it satisfy you? Yet, how often do we do these things and more, and we keep doing them, or they have done to us, causing sadness and division, causing fear, causing hurt and pain? And so Jesus... He comes, and he doesn't just really come to let the cool stuff happen, like the angels and the shepherds and the wise men, but this, our this, our messes, our pain, he goes through what we go through and what we all have gone through. Whatever sin has stung you this morning whatever death you feel. Jesus felt it deeply too. That is what we hear from Matthew today. God's people have to go to Egypt to save their life. Jesus too. His people are brought out of Egypt by God. Jesus too. They can't go home. Not right away. Jesus too. They live in the midst of their enemies. 
Jesus too. A politically messed up world, Jesus too. In the midst of sorrow and death, Jesus too. The first few years of Jesus' life were spent traveling and fleeing. Living in a weird and unusual world and fear for life itself. Merry Christmas! Well, yes, actually it is. This is the fact what makes our Christmases merry. That God came to be with us in all of these messes. That Jesus came to protect and rescue us from all of this, from all the sin that plagues us from within and without God never promised us an easy life. That he would keep all trouble from us and give us everything that we want and make us better off than everybody else in this world. What he promised is what you hear today. That whatever happens to you, he will be with it through it all. God with us just at the right time moment. That's what St. Paul said, in the fullness of time he came. God sent forth his son. Now you have to admit, hearing all that we heard from Matthew today, it sure doesn't seem just like the right time. And to think about that a little more broadly, it sure doesn't seem like the right place either. If location is everywhere, as realtors like to tell us, then right in the backyard of a fearful, angry, jealous king doesn't seem like the optimal place for a birth of a Messiah. But of course it was, all according to plan. For nothing can stop what God has planned. Every detail. The beginning of Jesus' life is not trouble or worry-free, But he is protected and preserved, which should tell us something when a few years later, Jesus suddenly is not protected and preserved. When a few years later, one of his own turns on him, and he is arrested and beaten and treated as the worst kind of criminal and then hung to die on a criminal's death on a cross. A Roman warning to the world, don't be like this man. Or that's what's going to happen to you. This too, then, is God's will, all according to his plan. We're going to hear about that a lot this year as we read through Matthew's gospel. It's one of his themes, one of his most used phrases. This was to fulfill. It's not an accident. It's not a chance of fate. It is God for you. God saving you even if that saving doesn't happen exactly the way that you think it should. And it's the prophet Isaiah that helps us to think about this, for he starts out today by saying, let me tell you a little bit about the steadfast love of the Lord. And he talks about Moses and the Exodus, and then he talks about how the people grumbled and rebelled against him and grieved his spirit. You know the story. But let's think a bit why they rebelled against God. if it's not the same that we do today. And so God brings his people out of Egypt. That's great. 
But in just a day or two, they find themselves trapped between the Red Sea and one side and the Egyptian army on the other side. God, how are you going to save us now? Is this really your plan? Then they travel up to Mount Sinai where Moses disappears for 40 days. How would that be for Christian leadership? So God, is this how you're going to save us? Is this your plan, really? They find themselves in a desert with no water and food. Is this how you're going to save us? Is this your plan, really? Then they get to the border of the promised land and discover that there are people living there already that are really big and really strong. Is this how you're going to save us, God? Is this your plan? Do you see a pattern here? People wondering about God and his plan and his ways, yet God saving his people. It's not easy. It may not always make a lot of sense. It's not neat and pretty, but it is God's steadfast love, his love rescuing, his love disciplining, his love providing, his love struggling to make for himself, as Isaiah says, a glorious name. Not because God needs the glory, but so that all the world know his glory as a God of love, a God who doesn't walk away when the things get tough, but loves all the way to death on a cross. So now you too, your life and mine, not the right time, not the right place, not making sense to you today. Lord, I don't really need these crosses in my life, these burdens. And God says, hush, be still, and know that I am God. God divided the Red Sea. Moses came down the mountain with the word of the Lord. God provided food and water in the desert. God defeated those big, big, bad people in the promised land. God came as a baby. He hung on a cross. He died for you and rose from the dead for you. And he has given you his spirit. You don't know the future for Oliver. But God does. And this is his future. Oliver, you are mine, God says. And there is nothing in all of creation that can take him away from that love. No one and nothing. And the same is true for each and every one of you today. And God gives that promise to you through his word and he instills it and puts it into your mouths this morning in his very body and blood. And you children, God gives you parents to love you and take care of you, and grandparents. God gives you a family, and God gives you a church. God gives you your body, and God gives you your life, and everything that you need and you don't need. God is Emmanuel still today. Perhaps not exactly what you have in mind this morning. Certainly not me. But that's a good thing. Maybe we've tried our own way long enough. So maybe it's time to try love 
instead of anger, forgiveness instead of revenge, gladness instead of jealousy, service instead of selfishness, prayer instead of worry and spite. Maybe it's just time to shut off the television and receive God's gifts through His Word. For St. Paul has said we are no longer slaves to sin, but children of God. All the while, He's taking care of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, to life everlasting. Amen.